Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. So tell me about the guy. You know what's really special about our relationship? The total understanding about the need for one's privacy. I mean, you really understand boundaries. So tell me about the guy. Mom. Is he dreamy? Oh, that's so Nick at night. Oh, I'm going to find out anyway. Really? How? I'll spy. La la, la la, la la, la la, All the way from Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to You've Been Gilmore. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Gilmore Girls on Netflix. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or your favorite pint of ice cream and enjoy the show. La la. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I just love Luke. I love Luke. I think really? he is the absolute best. Even though he had like three lines, just the way that he was introduced in this episode was perfect Luke. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. He, it, it, even when he took it, I didn't realize I forgot how bad his hairline is. <laughs> Why he wears a hat? Man, he's got one big peninsula right he here. He does. He it's does. Like, it goes his. Right there, it goes all the way up here, like mm-hmm. where I'm pointed like to the middle of my head, and then the peninsula goes like down to his eyebrows. You know what's tough is that that's what our child, our one and a half year old baby Felicity's hairline looks like right now. <laughs> so at least he, he could say that. But yeah, that's probably why he wore a hat for so long. Yeah, I would imagine. And you know, did you notice that his hat was different in this episode, by the way? Oh, it was gosh. a blue hat, but it had an American flag on it. Hey, fancy And in pants. later episodes, it was just a plain blue hat. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. I wonder. Maybe, I wonder why. Maybe the change. critics who got to watch the first episode. You know what? That American flag is just way too distracting. <laughs> way too distracting. Hey, Ben DeCastro is in in uh, on the live thing. If, hey. And if for any of you who are uh, watching live, thank you. And for those of you who are not watching live, we kind of did this uh, very quickly. We didn't really advertise it or whatever. But next time, please look out on the Marion Blake website or Marion Blake Facebook to see exactly when. Uh, this is going to go live, so you can join us live, and hopefully more people come. Actually, they're already coming. Yay! Uh, oh, uh, we're we're told that Lorelai gives him the other hat. That's that's right. You know what the hell was I thinking? You haven't rewatched everything as much as you're supposed to, so that's don't right. you worry. That's right, Padawan. <laughs> um, so basically. As we were talked about last episode, we're going to be breaking down the top 12 best episodes of the Gilmore Girls in their first seven seasons mm-hmm. pre-Netflix. And we have decided to break it down in character, de- like best episode for character, except for this one, because this is the pilot episode. And how could we start a Gilmore Girls podcast without addressing the pilot? I yeah, mean, this is to. what started it all. Yeah. This is what laid the foundation for the characters, for the town, for the the scenarios, the family dynamics that we were going to be in. So Blake just watched the pilot for the first time because when I was watching Gilmore Girls <laughs> during my pregnancy, he didn't start to tune in until a little while later. So as we were watch- re-watching it a couple hours ago, I said, Blake, this is your first pilot. Like you don't even know why 
Friday night dinners began. That's correct. You don't even know how many cups of coffee Lorelai really drinks before she gets to Luke's in the morning. <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. So um, congratulations on watching the pilot. Thank you. I'm, I'm deserving. I, I know. Yes. I, and, and I got to tell you, well, you know, we'll we'll save. We'll, yeah. I'll save. I'll save the reactions. Uh, but for the meantime, I love. What do you have for your GBG? What's the good, bad, great for you? The good, bad, great. For the pilot. For the pilot episode. My good is good news gracious, Emily Gilmore. You know, <laughs> when you rewatch the Gilmore Girls, you you get the you get the little great feelings inside, and you laugh even harder at Emily's lines, at just the snarkiness of her tone and her facial expressions. So I just I just love that woman. My bad for the pilot episode is the slightly creepy factor of Dean. Now here's the thing: originally, when I saw this episode by myself. I loved it. I was like, oh, Dean totally watches Rory all the time. He says he's been watching her a lot. And he watches all the books that she's reading and he notices all these things about her. And then Blake pointed out just a couple hours ago that this reminded him a lot about Twilight and how Edward Cullen would watch Bella and just, oh, I've been watching you. (laughs) So even even Dean in this episode says like in a non-creepy way, um, but... Yeah, now that I watched it thinking about Twilight, it was a little creepy. So that's the only bad that I had. And my great is Lorelai's realness of what it's like to be an adult. Okay, oh. so Lorelai, I, I actually wrote in their show notes, hashtag adulting, because that's now a little phrase that people our age often say. You know, when I was younger, I thought adults had their act together. I really was like, oh, once you're an adult, you know the answers to everything. You're not going to freak out. You're not going to be nervous about stuff. And the truth of the matter is, is that is a lie. And you're constantly feeling like you don't know what you're doing and you're figuring out life as you go. And in this episode, we got to see that realness of Lorelai. Here she is, a mother. She's an established businesswoman. She seems like she's got her life together, her act together. In each episode, you know, in each scene she's all dressed up she looks perfect she's fantastic and then we see her freaking out because the tuition letter came in Mm -hmm. and you see oh my god i have family issues and you just you realize this beautiful perfect looking woman is just an adult like the rest of us who have no idea how to sail i would would argue she's not even an adult she's a kid i would argue that uh am i a kid because i feel like i'm i'm lorelei well no 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 i don't you shouldn't feel like it you are lorelei i mean i married lorelei gilmore i really did like there's a lot of guys out there that have said oh god i wish i had lorelei i wish i found her i wish that she's there i'm lucky enough to say that i i certainly did Mary Lorelai. I mean, the way that Mary acts, it, 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 she's an adult, but she's she's not. And it's cute. It's funny. The things that she says and the things that she does and how she interacts with her parents, how she interacts with my parents, like all of it and, and with her kids and me and all. It's just the quick little lines. It's it, She is Lorelai Gilmore. And it, of course, it doesn't help that she's gorgeous, too. Oh, I mean, oh, just just look, look at her right in her now, Darth my, Vader shirt. My Darth Vader shirt, exactly, exactly. <laughs> How about you? What was your good, bad, great for this pilot episode? All right, my good was the beginning. The guy hitting on Lorelai yes. and, uh, and then Rory. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was... I'm going to get into this later, but the way that this show introduced itself was absolutely perfect. You had everything you needed to know about Lorelai within that first three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she loves coffee. She goes to Luke's. She goes there often and uh, she sits down. She's young. She's pretty. She's vibrant. Uh, and that guy goes to hit on her, but she doesn't really care. She's not worried about guys. And then Rory comes in. The guy starts hitting on on Rory 
And then she goes, hi, welcome to uh, hitting on my daughter. She's 16. <laughs> and uh, and she goes, and then Rory, what she does is absolutely stunning. It shows you the kind of relationship that they have where they're immediately in tune. And Rory says, are you my new daddy? Love it. That Love it. in and of itself is that is the perfect Gilmore Girls moment because mm-hmm. it shows their relationship instantly, just like that. You know, it was perfect. My bad. How they portray- portrayed Richard okay. Gilmore, the father, in this episode, uh, I really didn't like what they did to uh, Edward Herman. Uh, how they, you know, like when he's just he's not paying attention to anything, he's falling asleep at the dinner table. In my rec- to my recollection, he is not that kind of character later on in the show. Now, mm-hmm. I'm sure that because he's icy towards uh, towards L- Lorelai uh, and is enveloped in his insurance business, I get it. I understand that that's probably how they wanted to portray him in the pilot. And I'm sure that as he, as Ed, uh, Edward Herman kept you know, getting more comfortable with the character, they started writing more for him yeah. and giving him a little bit more substance. But what they did to that character, you didn't like him. I know. You, you didn't even want to like him. Because at least with Emily... You kind of got it, right? You kind of got why she was pissed off at Lorelai. And she wasn't even pissed off. It was more like, where you been? And and like the other thing too was Richard was intent on saying, you need money to, mm-hmm. to Lorelai. You need money. Just sticking it over Just, and over and over again. And, and it, it didn't feel like it came from a good place. Whereas Emily, even though she busted Lorelai's balls, and, e- and even though they got in the fight later on in the episode, it, when she said, I want to be involved in your life, I want to be involved in Rory's life. You were going to have dinners. We're going to have the famous Friday night dinners. Mm-hmm. That came from a place of, I want to know my daughter again. I want to actually know my granddaughter outside of the holidays. Yeah. Right? I, I want to know. Uh, it, it's, they kept on asking, is it Easter yet? Is it, what, what, wait, is it Christmas? <laughs> it's not December. Yeah. <laughs> what holiday is it now? Mm-hmm. She wants to know more about them. That is awesome. And this is the beautiful thing about this show. You don't have to get all the all that deep about this show. You don't have to go crazy with it. It's just about the characters' motivations and what they are and what they want. And what Emily wanted was great. What Richard did was just fall asleep. There was nothing to him, and I didn't even like him. That's okay. They they which developed funny, him later, which is because I like him much yeah a lot later much later on. And the great, uh, the great is the complete organic beginning to the, to this show. Immediately. You were introduced to Lorelai, to Rory. You knew their relationship. You're introduced to Luke, the diner. Uh, you're introduced to Sookie in a funny way, even though it was mm-hmm. a little hammy with her banging into things. Just breaking constantly. everything, yeah. Because to my recollection, I don't remember that as much. She wasn't as clumsy and hurting herself literally every two minutes during the entirety of the show. I That's agree with you. That's what I'm getting you. at. Yeah. Uh, but you, you, they gave you information without just being like, Oh, hi, I work at the Independence Inn. It was almost like you were just you were dropped in as a viewer into Stars Hollow when the story had already begun. It almost felt like we were in episode four as opposed to the pilot episode, which it, it's kind of like Indiana Jones, you know, like Indiana Jones shows up, he's he's in uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. You're 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 just put into a situation. You're, you're there. He's there with the golden thing. And he's got the bag of sand, and he puts it on the golden thing, takes it off the off the weight, and then the the the, the ball comes barreling down. Yeah. That's how I felt with you know with Gilmore Girls. Just no barreling no, ball. Yeah, and... ball falling. <laughs> but 
it's a complete organic beginning to this show. You had all the information. It wasn't just said, "Hi, you're in Stars Hollow." Uh, you there's there's uh, there's Lorelai, and this is her daughter Rory, and it, it didn't spell it out for you. You just were expected to know it because they dropped you in the middle of this town. Mm-hmm. Even with like uh, uh, the the lady who does the teaching of the school, the the dance school, she's sitting there ripping butts. And Miss Patty. Miss Patty. She's ripping butts outside the door. Well, like the little six-year-olds are doing ballet. <laughs> She's like, do you need to go pee-pee? Oh, no. So uncross your legs, honey. <laughs> you know, that to me is perfect. That yes. shows you the character. That shows you who she is and how she's already the mayor. You already know who she is, what her motivations are. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that was my great about this. You were just dropped in and it was a completely organic beginning to this show. And... uh I, I, you couldn't ask for anything better, really. I mean, you, you could. I could have asked for something. What could you have asked for? Just a flash of Kirk. Oh yeah, Kirk. That's the been good. only thing that I was like, oh okay. Like I forgot that he wasn't in it. I thought at least I would see him sitting in the coffee shop. That's true. And maybe he was, but I feel like I would have noticed him. Maybe I've, he would have done something funky, like drop a cup or like, something. Yeah, or like slipped or something like quickly, just so we would see him. Right. I know that we didn't need him in this episode, but that was the one thing that I was like, I would have loved to see but, Kirk. But as much as they didn't give that to you, they gave you a lot of Michelle. Yes. And Michelle was great because you could tell that instantly uh, he pretends that he hates his job, but he kind of loves it. And he pretends, he even he says to Lorelai, I despise you. I love it. I, I'm totally going to do the the worst French accent this yes, entire podcast. You, you can't even podcast. say Michelle. Michelle. I said Michelle. Whatever. I know. Michelle. And he goes, I despise you. You know, and, and the, 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 the back and forth that he and Lorelai have when she's making fun of his accent. He's, she's like, I'm, I'm going to keep talking like this until you look at Rory's French paper. You know, mm-hmm. like that was, again, it's an organic relationship. It doesn't have to be spelled out for you. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And you as the viewer have to keep up with it. And I got to tell you, at this time, what, what is this? Yeah, 2000, maybe 99, 99 to 2000. Shows weren't like that at that point. Everything was spelled out for you, mm-hmm. especially in the WB. Now, I know Ashley Crawley's going to get on me for this. And fine, Ashley. She, she's a listener and she's actually the editor-in-chief yeah. of, uh, of the Outlander cast blog. She's going to get on me for it. I, I appreciate it. But it was a WB. I mean, it was a, it was a relatively fledgling network that had just begun not too, not too far uh, from, from, this ep- from this episode airing. Uh, and I mean, what are we getting at, right? So anyway... Um, my love, are you ready for, uh, are you ready to get into the show? Yeah. All right, let's, uh, well, actually, well, do we have you, a coffee you want, rating? Yeah, you want to do coffee ratings? I do. Okay, let's do coffee. What do, what do you got for your coffee rating? My coffee rating, um, one out of five would be a solid four. A solid four. May, I want to come back for more. It's not something that I need to, oh my God, I can't wait to see what happens next week. I mean, knowing what it is, knowing that it's like a happy, awesome, great, happy show, I'm on board. A solid good four. How about you? Wow. I am totally surprised. That I didn't give it a five? No, oh. no. That I'm going higher than you. Oh, this may go down in history. Pigs pigs might be flying right now. I'm I, I can't believe this. I'm giving it a I'm giving it a four point seven. Four point seven cups much of coffee. Your five. That's basically a five. And the reason why it doesn't get a five is because of how they treated Richard. Okay. I, I, I just, I, he's a better character than that, and you should have got hit more of his warmth. It, it, he didn't have to be warm to, to Lorelai, 
but he did have to show something to Emily about Lorelai, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like, he actually cared, that he wasn't just, like, upset with her, pissed off. Yes, I'm sure he's pissed off because of Christopher and and, and, and Lorelai leaving, uh, and he's probably hurt. You need money, don't you? All that stuff, I get it. But we got a, enough snarkiness from Emily. But we didn't I, need it from Richard. Right, and, but as a dad... He didn't even show much love towards Rory. He just handed her a piece of paper. You know, he, sh- he handed her the paper on the... Uh, yeah, the newspaper. Like, it's like he didn't even care. It's one thing to not care about Lorelai. Okay. But you gotta, you gotta show care and concern for your granddaughter. But on the other hand, this show being called The Gilmore Girls, we focused on the female relationships in this episode, and then they later develop Richard, yeah. which I'm okay with. There can't be too many things. It's only a 42-minute show. They only have so much time. I can appreciate it, but I don't think we need to sink the ship for it. So I'm, no, no, I'm happy I, with the 4.7. I'm, I'm saying the 4.7, it, it's a, it, in my eyes, it's probably a perfect pilot. Aww. It really is a perfect pilot. And for those of you who don't know, whenever you're doing like network television, uh, in, at the time, and it's still, it's still like this now, um, but you know, for shows like The Leftovers or uh, Outlander or uh, Homeland, all those shows they are ordered to series immediately because they're on pay cable networks. They know what they're getting into for network television, just a regular broadcast, ABC, NBC, uh, WB, AMC. Every show has to have a pilot, which Mm -hmm. is the first episode. It's showing the executives, Hey, this is the show we want to make. What do you think? Do you like it? And they base their decision to go to series off of the pilot. So what will happen is they'll show a pilot and generally I'd say about a month or two later, then they'll get into the rest of the the rest of the series because now they actually have to film it. it they got the go ahead from the, from the network. So that's why generally any episode of television that you see from the first season, the first episode is called pilot because it, it's that it's their test. OK, uh, so that's that. And uh, kudos to Denise Stewart, who is watching live. Thank you, Denise. She actually gave uh, Mary the emojis of four coffee cups. Oh, she also said, Blake, please don't have accents. Oh, I'm totally doing the accents. <laughs> the I'm going to do so many accents that you guys aren't going to know who's speaking. Well, luckily only Michelle has the accent. <laughs> and Miss I'm Patty. going to talk like this from now on. All right, let's head into the recap. All right, let's do it. All right, you want the particulars for this episode? I would love to know things about this episode. All right, so the episode title, as we just mentioned, is Pilot, and for that very specific reason. And it was written by none other than Amy Sherman Palladino, who is the showrunner of the show. If Mm -hmm. you don't know what a showrunner is, go back to episode one of You've Been Gilmore, and I will explain to all of you uh, within the context of Gilmore Girls what showrunner is and this one was directed by leslie linka gladder now i know my love you probably don't know who she is no and i'm probably sure that most of uh the other people who are watching this live or listening to this now don't know who she is and that's okay because i am a giant nerd and i do know who she is she is what she has lately become one of the premium female directors in all of television wow in fact she has directed some stunning work has been nominated for multiple Emmys. Good for her. Multiple Emmys uh, on Homeland, The Leftovers, Mad Men, True Blood, The Newsroom, The Walking Dead, 
the West Wing. This girl is all over the place. And uh, she is just unbelievable. Oh my gosh, Leslie. Really? Way to go. It's like uh, her and Michelle McLaren are, and, and Anna Forster are the top three female directors right now. And actually, Leslie, Leslie Linka Gladder was um, actually brought up to direct uh, for Wonder Woman. Uh, the the new one the new DC movie that's Very just cool. that, that's just coming out she didn't get it um, but she was brought up to direct it so she is kind of big time she's in for her to be on the pilot of Gilmore Girls is actually kind of cool uh, and she actually ended up uh, directing four total episodes for uh, the Gilmore Girls uh, later on well done well so, done uh, one of the things that we want to do too is best line of the show and my best line came right before the Friday night dinner when Lorelai says to, to Rory okay look I know you and me are having a thing here and I know you hate me but I need you to be civil at least through dinner and then on the way home you can pull a Menendez I had no idea what that was <laughs> no idea so, I like laughed because I'm like oh Lorelai you're so funny I don't know what a Menendez is but I'm laughing so for those of you who aren't nerds like me, um, it, Eric and Lyle Menendez were, <laughs> they were brothers who actually killed their parents. Oh my gosh. Because they, they grew up in like Beverly Hills or yeah, yeah, Beverly Hills. And they were 18 and 21. And after a year of lavishly spending their deceased parents' money, uh, he, they, uh, they could, Eric uh, convinced to, uh, sorry, confessed to killing his parents, uh, but they, they killed them. <laughs> Just brutally murdered them in their house. And they said that they didn't do it. And they said that they uh, that they that they that oh they somebody gosh. robbed them okay, or whatever. So, so I thought that was about, yeah. I thought that was hysterical because pulling a Menendez at the time when this was written, this is that was pretty apropos. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. So that's the that was the best line in my eyes. All right. So how do you want to attack this episode, my love? Which 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 way do you want to go with this? Let's uh, talk about Lorelai and Rory and what went down. Okay, well, because uh, our next episode is the best Lorelai and Rory episode. Yeah, so this can kind of lead up to it a little bit. Okay. I mean, I feel like this set the stage pretty well. I loved how that guy hitting on them in the beginning of the coffee shop set the stage that these two are pretty much equals. You know, the relationship with each other, how how they were able to banter like you talked about. This isn't just your normal mother-daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. These girls, these women are honestly best friends. And I really, really liked that. And I liked how they did fight in this episode because as mothers and daughters often do and even close girlfriends do. Mm -hmm. You know, and I liked that. I liked how the realness of Rory is a very mature woman, mm -hmm. as we as we know. She's very brain brainy and book smart, and she, she she's probably more of an adult than Lorelai is. Uh, I would disagree. But really, you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously, she has her moments. Rory has way too many moments to be called an adult. Rory. Rory's a nerd girl whose best friend is her mom, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. That's really great. But Rory is definitely a girl. And mm -hmm. we see that in future episodes and future seasons. Uh, you see that in this episode. Yes. She wants to give up Chilton to go with, with uh, yes. Twilight Kid. With Dean. Dean, that's yeah. right. So, I Wh mean... What are we talking about? By the way, the hair. Oh, my God. Dean's hair? Oh, my God. Jared Padalecki. Brought you back, right? Calm down. I loved it. All he needed to do was a little... <laughs> one of these things. <laughs> But just, I loved his whole his look. I loved it. I was like, that is 2000, baby. The hair, the outfit, amazing. So was there anything that stood out to you about Lorelai and Rory that um, you found pretty unique in this yeah. episode? And it's not necessarily that they are unique, but that the, the relationship that they share isn't forced. Mm -hmm. It's genuine. I mean, right off the bat, it, it, it felt 
completely natural to who they were. And I, and I go back to that one line was, are you my new daddy now? Like they both bust balls. Mm-hmm. And I loved, I absolutely adored when they were both arguing after she they got home after the Friday night dinner and I, talking to Miss Patty and Miss Patty's like, oh, the, the the boy, the boy, I got him a job. He's going yep. to work at Dozy's. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see Dozy, by the way. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> Lorelai immediately says, oh, so it's been about a boy. I'm so dense. Uh-huh. Let me guess. Is he tall, dark and handsome, beautiful Is he dangerous? Eyes. Is he dangerous looking? Does he ride a motorcycle? Yeah. Because if, he's- <laughs> if you're going to throw your life away, you better have a motorcycle. That that was almost the best line because I have a motorcycle, by the way, okay. and, and Mary hopefully hasn't thrown her life away quite yet. But. I haven't, of course not. <laughs> because I am begun. tall. I'm tall, dark. She basically described me. I'm dangerous. I'm tall. I'm dark. I'm handsome, and I have a motorcycle. Right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're dangerous though. I'm a little dangerous. In the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you know. We'll leave it there. Listen, pot calling kettle black. I didn't. Okay. Okay. Sure. Just. I make a mean taco. <laughs> I'm really good at tacos. You anyway. are good at tacos. Anyway. I know. So uh, she describes her. She's like, yeah, because you're me. And I know. And I can't help that I know because you're me. That is a really, I hate to use this word again, but it's an organic relationship. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and she's handling. It's almost like Lorelai didn't know how to argue with her daughter. This is probably one of the first times they've had. That's what I'm saying. She yeah. didn't know how. To, and because of that, you could tell her frustration. She and, even said that. She said, you know, we pride ourselves on having a democracy relationship. And right. for the first time, I'm going to pull my mom card and you are going to Chilton on Monday morning. And, and she so desperately does not want to become Emily. Mm-hmm. She's trying so hard to not do it. Yeah. Because she wants to. You can tell that she has been scarred indefinitely. And this is the beautiful part of this pilot. Yes, they did tell you. Uh, Laurel, I left. They did tell you that she got pregnant when she was 16, and all this stuff came out gradually. But they're not getting into the rough details of it. They're they're allowing you to just get into there and and sit with all that information, and then it will give you a little bit dribs and drabs, a little bit more, a little bit further. And that is the beautiful thing because you can only infer what the parents actually did to Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Why she so desperately wanted to get away, get out of there, and she's she's like trying to like Lorelai is trying to um, impress her parents, talking about business, you know, business classes, and I just got back from college, and this and that, and they both know it's full of shit, and she knows it's full of it, but there's she's still trying to keep up appearances, and the desperate move that like the resignation in her eyes when she has to say to her mother, "All right, I'll come." I'll come to dinner. Yep. I can't, like, listen, I may or may not have a slightly contentious relationship with my family. <laughs> and you, the acting and the writing is spot on. Spot on. Like, you love them. You want to do the right thing. You know, you're in Facebook Live right now. I, that's okay. okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, because it's, it's true. I, it is what it is. Um, you love them. I do love my family. I love my family more than anything. But you just, there are just some things that they do and... You, that you, only family can do yeah, when like, they you, really yeah, get you, they, when, they when they dig it in. When they stick you. Yeah. You know, and they, and like, oh, you find yourself just 
uh, the littlest things, just holding your fists as tight as you can, and you, you like that argument with her mother in the kitchen, and uh, like that is real. That is good. All I real. heard was pie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was talking. I said everything. Your mother was like, "You just said pie." Like, <laughs> and she and she's trying to be normal. She's trying to be good. It just, I, I don't know, my love. I mean, as as a woman, what is it like for you? I mean, what? How did you interpret this this relationship? Is it real to you? Is it something that is fake? What What did you think? It came off very, very real. I mean, my relationship is nothing like Lorelai's and, and Emily's relationship, but I could tell you what my mom riles me up like no one else, and I probably <laughs> rile her up like no one else. In that in that sense, mothers and daughters, and even with Lorelai and Rory, you know, it's just a really interesting and sometimes intense and yet you're my best friend and you can piss me off really easily relationship so Mm -hmm. knowing what they've gone through man that's that's tough and that i bet is realistic well i don't i just don't like how rory ends up deciding i'm throwing everything away for this boy that is a 16 year old girl thinking of it i mean she ends up deciding later that same night that it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So Rory probably would have slept on it without the Friday night dinner and still decided to go to Chilton. I think that that at 16, it's hard. We're not 16 anymore. Right. And I think back to being 16, this was the first guy to be interested in Rory. And he was a hot looking guy. And he really paid attention Weird to hair. her. It wasn't, please, that hair was in then. <laughs> it was. That hair was so I, in. I have to admit, I, I had it. Okay. See? <laughs> so... Of course she might be thinking, holy smokes, I'm not leaving. I finally have a really hot guy interested in me, and he seems pretty interesting. He's talking to me about Moby Dick. Like, I don't know, but luckily she came to her senses. You know he doesn't give any, he doesn't give one shit about Moby Dick. Well, you're going to find out because you haven't seen what happens. But the, I don't know. He's going to read Moby Dick. (laughs) That's because he just wants to get in on it. So what? He's I, I, he's at least realizing he notices something about her. You know, Seth Meyers had a great skit talking about uh, Donald Trump the other day, where it was, you know, it's kind of like dating a girl. You tell her that you, she asks you to go apple picking, and you say yes, because you want to convince her that you like apple picking and that you, you like the whole deal. But you hate apple picking, and once you start really dating, no more apple picking ever again, because... Apple picking sucks. Oh my God, stop it. I love apple picking. <laughs> I mean, oddly enough, I actually like apple picking too, but I think for the most part, no guy or even a girl, n- none of them want to really go apple picking, right? It's it just, it is what it is. I don't know. I, wait, what What do I know? I, I'm just, I'm just You a know jabroni. nothing, Jen Snow. Apparently not. So what else stood out to you about this episode? Because I think we are coming on uh yeah we're at we're at a half hour mark already all right well i think it, the only other things that really stood out to me is i loved luke i loved how he told it as it was you know red meat will kill you how many <laughs> cups of coffee <laughs> and he tell he tells rory listen don't be like your mom don't do it and i i almost played that clip at the beginning of the episode too um uh, because and then she says it and she says oh no, i'm i'm already there and uh you can you can tell that Luke is an important character, but you can also tell that they didn't necessarily know what to do with him quite yet either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though he doesn't say much, you can see the chemistry. Mm-hmm. You can feel the burning that he has for Lorelai. Uh, and you can feel 
that protection, that father figure mode that that he has over Rory, right? Mm-hmm. And again, that that's why this is the perfect introduction to this character. Even though it's not a lot, there's enough there to be mined to, to tell you this is what the kind of no nonsense, not screwing around. You know, he tells tells Lorelai that she's a junkie for the coffee. Yes, and, you know. and she says you're an angel <laughs> with wings. <Yep. laughs> um, but yeah, I really, I really appreciated Luke in this. Uh, and the other thing that stood out to me too was uh, Mrs. Kim. Yeah, uh, and I know I mentioned her uh, in the last episode, and I swear this is not going to be a Mrs. Kim episode or Mrs. Kid Kim uh, podcast, but. I thought it was really great that you find out that her best friend, Lori, uh, Rory has uh, her best friend is uh, a Korean girl and Mrs. Kim immediately runs the antique shop mm-hmm. and it's in her house. And it again, it's telling you all of these things about these characters without actually telling you it's showing you Mrs. Kim's got planned for her plans for, for Lane and she's going to go on the hayride with the doctors. Ugh. But an awkward hayride <laughs> with the older cousin, right? <laughs> you know, and I love when she <laughs> when she asks Rory, "How do I look, Korean?" <laughs> and Rory's like, "Yeah, spot on." Uh, y- you can tell, and you immediately know that Mrs. Kim, for whatever reason, because uh, Lorelai is is unmarried, uh, really, that Mrs. Kim hates Rory, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And how in and it makes you not like her, but it makes you understand where she's coming from a little bit because she doesn't want Lane to be in the same thing. And she doesn't want uh, Lane to associate necessarily with Rory because maybe she'll, you know, develop the things and and, and go get pregnant on herself. And uh, she even mentions that in the in to, to the kids when they're like, did anybody get pregnant? You know, and, yeah. like, and then uh, Rory's busting balls saying that what's her name looked looked a little glowing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought Mrs. Kim st- stood out pretty well as well. Anything else, my love? Nope, that's it. Let's jump into our trivia. Oh, yes. This is one of my favorite parts of, of this show. So we decided that we were going to do some uh, trivia for every episode. Uh, things that we eventually learned uh, as, the, as, the, as Gilmore Girls has now finished and has come out. So the first one, uh, Alexis Bledel, uh, who plays Rory, actually cannot stand coffee. Hates it. And... But her court, her our character Rory obviously adores it. So her coffee cup in real life wasn't full full of coffee or water. She actually put Coke in the uh, Coca Cola, not real Coke. Um, but she actually put real Coca Cola in her coffee cup every single time she had a cup of coffee. With, I love uh, it with uh, with Lorelai. Another fun fact for you: Scott Patterson, who plays Luke, was not originally hired to be a series regular. Picture that, guys. Picture the Gilmore Girls. Yep. In its entirety, without Luke. Mm-hmm. He was only signed on for the pilot episode, but it was only after the discovery of the undeniable chemistry between him and Lauren Graham that he was contracted for more episodes and quickly, of course, became a series regular. As a matter of fact, the character of Luke was supposed to be written for a woman, but they felt like, at the time, that there wasn't enough testosterone on the episode. I would have agreed with they, that. They needed to balance it out. And they're right. They, they were totally right. They needed more of a, of a male presence. If... At the very least, to capture somewhat of a male audience. Well, I would disagree. I think that most of the other male figures in this show were just like caricature figure figures. Like Dean was the hot guy. And right. like then you had Kirk and then you had the troubadour and then you had, you know, he was like. Even Richard, too. Little yeah. A little bit of a caricature. Yeah. So to have Luke, who was like a realistic, more human guy, I think was really good for them. Keiko Agina, who plays Lane, was actually. 26 years old 
playing a 15-year-old in season one. Whatever moisturizer she uses, I need to start using. Wow. And my love, I know this is going to be probably your favorite bit of trivia. I'm Googling it because I want to move there. The town of Stars Hollow. So many of us have talked about, God, can we just move to Stars Hollow, please? It's based on a place called Washington Depot in Connecticut. Creator Amy Sherman Palladino stayed there while on a trip with her husband and took a look at Mark Twain's wallpaper. So that's what she was there for. And then she got kind of this uh, this little inspiration. I think so. we need to take a, a family. A Clan Larson needs to go There's a website down. called FindingStarsHollow.com. And the tagline is, My quest to find a real-life Stars Hollow as portrayed in Gilmore Girls. Wow, really? Is this and like some like jabroni? List. Is this some jabroni's like personal blog? Or is yeah, this like it's a real thing? not a jabroni. I mean, I would never say blogs are jabronis. It's, it's this girl named Amy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she worked in the media industry, and um, she like loved Stars Hollow. Maybe it's Amy Sherman Palladino. No, it's a different Amy. <laughs> but there's she has a literal list of master list of towns like Stars Hollow. Wow. She scoured blogs, articles, and forums, taking notes from real Connecticut residents and other Gilmore Girls fans, who were also on a similar quest. So I'm going to tell you, uh, she has Litchfield, Connecticut. Wow. So she has okay. that one down. Uh, New Milford, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. There's a gazebo even inside New Milford. <laughs> Gulford, Connecticut. Um, it has like a nice little, uh, it doesn't have a gazebo, but it has a really nice, uh, what is that, green, the yep. green area. Right. Uh, Washington Depot, I mean, the actual town that inspired it. So, you know, whatever. They, I, I, they think, I think Clan Larson needs to take a day trip down to Washington Depot. And then there's a Kent, Connecticut, where everything is magical when it snows. Oh, yeah. So uh, we definitely need to take a trip to Washington Depot. It's like it was like what, sweetheart? It's like magic. <laughs> uh, where it is was it? It's like magic, says Harry You're Potter. There you go. There it is. Yeah, the, the actual quote from Amy Sherman Palladino said, "I went on vacation to Connecticut because I wanted to see Mark Twain's house. I stayed in an inn." And it was very charming in a tiny town and everyone seemed to know each other. And there was a pumpkin patch across the street. Aww. So we definitely are going to be taking a trip there. Any final thoughts on this episode? Like Blake? magic. You're a wizard, Harry. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Final thoughts. Um, I was really impressed by this pilot, even though it's a little dated and in the, in, uh, you can tell that it was shot in the late 90s, the hairstyles and uh, the... Uh, the clothing and the the fashion um i think it's held up well to today's standards i think the writing is apt even though this is the pilot the writing is spot on uh the introduction to characters the the quick dialogue the witty dialogue it just it just sucks you in and i can see why immediately people fell in love with this show i get it i really honest to god i get it uh how about you my love what are your final thoughts I'm just excited to watch everything. I mean, even even before we watched the pilot together, we rewatched the trailer for the new episodes. Oh yeah! And these people are like family, and I'm I'm really happy. You know, we talked about how this podcast couldn't come at a better time. Our nation is really going through a lot of emotional, tough stuff right now, and to have such an uplifting show and a heartwarming show and. You get to see a lot of friends and family this time of year. And it's like the Gilmore girls and their friends and their family are our family. Mm-hmm. So I feel like being able to just rewatch this and talk about it and share things with all of you listening, it's it's like a big family reunion. Right. And I actually wanted to echo a statement that I actually read. I know there's been a lot of things going on with the election. A lot of people 
protesting and and there's a lot of hate going on right now and and uh, if I can just contribute one little bit of uh, warmth to this entire situation, I would say I would quote Mark Duplass, who was who is a very uh, intelligent and funny writer, producer, director. Um, he ended up saying, no matter who was elected, everybody is uh, nobody can nobody is forcing anybody to do anything. You can be a good person. You can make good choices. In the end, we will all come back to being us and finding our humanity. So even though you may be upset or even though you may be extremely happy, just be normal. Just be who you are. Find the love that you have within yourself and uh, and let's move together on as a, as, as a country. I think now's a great time to play some music. Well, let's do it. Let's close out the show. So we are officially up in iTunes. You head on into your podcast app on your iPhone or find your podcast app on your smart device. Head on over and search You've Been Gilmore. We're up there. You can also find us on Facebook by looking for Mary and Blake because that is our media company. Or you could head on over to maryandblake.co to find all of our other podcasts. We have a podcast about Outlander and a great blog associated with that, Outlandercast and Outlandercast blog. We have a podcast about parenting called ParentCast. The Leftovers, we have a podcast about called The Living Reminders. And if you just happen to live in New England, just like the Gilmore <laughs> Girls, I have a podcast with my friend Ben called Wicked Roadie. You can find all of this and more at maryandblake.co. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Mary Larson. My name's Blake. And you've been listening to You've Been Gilmore. You've Been Gilmore is a production of Mary and Blake media anything we say please don't sue us for because we have no bloody idea what we're talking about pretty much at any time we just like to watch tv and talk fast <laughs> so don't sue us that's the thing I, I suppose yeah because we i can't afford it <laughs> i can afford a cup of coffee that's about it <laughs> not a vat of coffee just one unless you go to luke's you get it for free that'd be good that'd be great <laughs> once again this is a production of Marion blake media 